Welcome to Alimentary, the podcast series where you will not only learn about your amazing body, how it works, and of course why food is so important, but also pick up some simple recipes and lifestyle tips and tweaks, which will help you to influence your health in a positive way. My first guest on Alimentary is one of my favourite people, my sister Nikki, and she agreed to chat to me about some tools that we can use to help us to change habits, which can often be the hardest thing when we're trying to create a healthier lifestyle. So Nikki is a business coach, a mentor and a trainer, and she works with both private clients and education institutions. And a lot of the principles that she teaches for use in a business environment can also be applied to help us with our work-life balance and the establishment of healthier daily habits. You can check her out on her website, propelledtogether.ie, and she's also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. I know that you're going to find her tips useful. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Nikki McGuhan about how we can, uh, tools that we can use to change our daily habits. Thanks a million, Nikki, for coming on. Um, Just to pass on some of your good tips and advice when it comes to time management because often when it comes to us trying to make changes to our lifestyle whether it's nutrition wise whether it's trying to fit in a little bit of exercise or even get to bed earlier we sort of think oh we don't have time and then the day has gone past and our intentions you know we haven't carried out any of our good intentions yeah so when it comes to time management um, do you have some tips that you can give us as where to start if you're trying to reorganize your time yeah, definitely. And thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Uh, yeah, so I think sometimes when we think of time management, we think about our work day when really you should be, it should be more of a holistic viewpoint. So you're looking at every area of your life, every aspect. And really it's looking at to see, am I being intentional in my day? Am I controlling my day or is my day controlling me? So the beginning of everything, I think, is your self-awareness. And that's hugely important. So I would always say to people, spend a few days just being aware. It's not about giving out to yourself. It's not about, um, you know, trying to make the changes straight away. But just notice where you're spending your time. And specifically, if people are looking at it from a work point of view, you know, what, what, what are you doing during the day? Um, and especially now, I think as well with people and uh, more and more people working remotely, it's mm. very hard to have that, you know, that break maybe from your work to your life. Or I'll just go back in and I'll do that for another five minutes and whatever. And then that takes uh, that takes precedence over what you what you had intended to do in the first place. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is just be self-aware uh, and just spend a few days noticing how you're spending your time. That's, that's a really good point. Um, and also, I like what you said about not, um, you know, beating yourself up about yeah. anything, because it's yeah. not about what you used to do. OK, you need to start off with where you're at, but you don't want to be uh, bringing forward any negative emotions about, you know, regrets about what you used to do. And all, all that matters is really going forward, isn't it? Just not and just yeah. noticing because that's how you're going to make the real change. Yeah. And as well as that, that that can lead if you're spending your time berating yourself or giving yourself a hard time, you're actually increasing your procrastination because oftentimes we're procrastinating over a specific task, but it's really about a feeling or an emotion to do with something else. Yeah. And that okay. just feeds into us. So, yeah, yeah, it's really important that you're just noticing because this is your first step and this is going to yeah. help you then make better decisions. 
Exactly. So it's noticing without attaching any emotion to it, right? Really. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah. So so we'll say you, you sort of take note of what how you're spending your time. Yeah. And I'm sure then you need to review it maybe and take a little bit of a critical look at it to see, well, what is necessary, maybe what isn't. Exactly. So what I always say then is to look through it and then put, you know, to, to mark them. So I'm I'm is what I'm doing what I need to be doing, first of all. Is it urgent? Where is it, you know, on my to-do list? Am I doing it for me or am I spending a lot of time doing things for other people that maybe I don't necessarily have to do? So, yeah, so I think that uh, Stephen Covey's book, you know, The Seven Habits of Effective uh, of effective Managers or Effective People, and one of the tools then is his four quadrants. So what I then get people to do is to plot within those quadrants. So a lot of time people are spending their time in quadrant one at the top, which is urgent. Uh, the second quadrant then to the right of that is um, not urgent, but important. And that's really where you want to be. So eventually when you get better at your time management, you spend your, you should be spending more of your time there. And then the other quadrants are like, are they um, things that you can delegate to other people or eliminate from, from your day? And then where are you spending your time? Maybe you're spending a lot of time on social media, Facebook. And again, that's a thing we use when we're procrastinating as well, because it makes us feel better mm. to be looking at, uh, you know, what everybody else is doing rather than um, what, what we should be doing. Mm. So that's a really good tool as well to use. Uh, and then from there, you can make some intentional choices. You know, what, what uh, can I eliminate from my day? You know, why am I procrastinating? You know, why are, uh, am I spending my time on my phone rather than doing what I'm meant to be doing? Mm. So again, it's not about judging yourself. It's just about the awareness. Because once we're aware about something, we can make the change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so then when, when we've done that and we see when we're left with what, what we need to keep in our day, yeah. Um, how can we plan to embed some new habits? Yeah. What I think as well is the next step I would do is to put on a calendar. So say you've got your monthly calendar, all the things that you have to do and where you have to do them. So then you, your brain doesn't have to really think about it then. So then you've plotted that. So you know then what time is available uh, for the tasks that you need to fit in maybe or, you know, get into, um, get into to where you need to be. There's a, a law called Parkinson's law. And what he said is that whatever amount of time you're giving yourself to do a task is the amount of time that it's going to take. Mm. So like that, if you're going to, you know, oftentimes we've had assignments to do or maybe work to do and you have two weeks to do it, it will take you the two weeks. So again, it's about being intentional about that. So having your start time and your finish time, especially if you are working from home. And I know that's, um, you know, a lot of people say that, but it is so important. So if my work day, and maybe you can put it up into chunks. So maybe it's nine to 11, take your break. Um, but it's, a, it's about plotting that time and deciding I'm going to spend X amount of hours doing this. If it's to do with your home life, I need to have this amount of time to do this. And um, within that as well, you're making sure that you're intentional. Because if you're not doing what you need to get done within that time frame, when you're with the people, you know, outside of work or even in work, you're not fully present. You're not there. So and then again, it goes back to an hour later, you're beating yourself up because you didn't spend time with somebody or you didn't get to go to the gym or I didn't make good habits. You know, when I was, uh, you know, my eating habits weren't what they should be because I haven't given myself time to prepare my dinner. Mm. So I think it all feeds into it. So I would say decide, you know, this is the this is the time I'm spending on this particular task or whatever it is. Mm. And again, maybe sometimes you have to give yourself a shorter deadline. 
if, if needs be. Um, so that's what, um, what I would do then is decide. Then again, if you're, if you're struggling with procrastination or just getting started, I really like the Pomodoro technique. Mm. And I think this is really important as well, because oftentimes we don't know how long it takes to do a task. So we might say, oh, I have five minutes, I'll do such a thing. But the five minutes then isn't enough. So then what happens is you end up going back and repeating a task or starting a task again, which really might have only taken a block of 20 minutes. But now you're spending three hours on it because you're only getting to do it in bits and pieces. So I would always if you're if you don't know how long something takes you to do, um, I would time it. And the Pomodoro is a really good technique both ways. So basically, you set yourself a particular time frame, you know, it could be 25 minutes, 15 minutes, set the alarm on your phone and then see where you are after that time frame. Take a little break, go back and do it again. And then as you build up your 15 or 20 minutes, you can then take a longer break at the end. So that's really good for two things. So first of all, because you might think five minutes and all of a sudden the 15 minutes is up and you said, oh my God, I never knew that took so long to do. And that's helping you give your information then further down the line to say, well, I have an hour here. I know which tasks I can complete within that hour. Exactly, you're you're, um, measuring so that exactly. you can plan better going forward. Exactly. Yeah. And I think as well is planning your week. So on a Sunday evening or maybe Saturday evening, some people do it on a Friday evening so they don't have to think about it over the weekend. But deciding, you know, what you're going to do the following week. Again, the brain loves repetition. So the less you need to give it to think about, the better. Mm-hmm. So whether it's coming to your food prep, your, your week, whatever activities you want to do outside of work, at least if you've planned them and then you're looking at, you know, some people are visual. I'm a visual person, so I might have my planner up somewhere. Put it somewhere noticeable because that's going to, you know, if you are in a room somewhere else, you're not going to look at it. So for a while until you get in the flow of doing this, it's better to have it somewhere obvious so that you can you see it and remind you, that, oh, yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah, sort of first thing every every morning. Exactly. Get your day off that good start. I remember exactly. hearing that um. Barack Obama had two colors of suits in his wardrobe and he wore a navy suit one day and a dark gray yeah. the next day. So he didn't have to think about it. It's just exactly. Exactly. What exactly. There. It was one less decision he had to make in the day. Would you recommend even um, in your daily plan, you know, that you even put in your time for relaxation, you know, for 100 percent. It has to be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's why from a work point of view, you have to have your start and your finish time and make sure you stick to that. Uh, and again, even going back to um, with your, you know, if, if you're if you don't have the time planned and then you're feeling bad because you haven't done what you've said you'll do, you end up going back to your bad habits. So it's different maybe if exercise is your thing. But if you're the type of person who I am and you go back and I'm, um, you know, feeling stressed or thinking I, I should have done that, I tend to eat what I shouldn't eat. You know, mm-hmm. so again, you're helping yourself in lots of different ways as well. So you're not mm-hmm. going back to your bad habits. So, yeah. so, yeah. So I think planning your day like that. Barack Obama is very wise there yeah. having his two suits yes so lots of people do that they'd have everything prepared the night before but yeah. again I think it's an holistic because you can't you know your your day you've a, what, 1440 minutes in a day you need to make sure that you're making the most of that and that includes your family your friends whatever it is that you do outside of work because that's really important from a mental health point of view. well work-life balance makes you more exactly at work anyway you know um, and I was reading something recently, actually, and they, and they were saying about the balance. So everybody's balance is going to be different. Some people might enjoy working 12 mm-hmm. hours a day, you know, so it's finding your own balance because mm-hmm. there's lots of tips and tricks out there. And then, you know, if it doesn't suit you, you start to get a bit disheartened. 
Mm. you know so uh, but I do think a morning routine as well is really important yeah and getting up obviously for the circadian rhythm it's really important to be getting up at the same time every day and going to bed at the same time every day obviously with the very exactly. odd exception but as a general general guide it keeps the circadian rhythm um in in um in good order and so contributes yeah. to better sleep as well um, so just so just that Pomodoro technique is really interesting. And what you're saying is that it doesn't have to be, say, 25 minutes. It can be, you know, you, you use it to test how long a task is going to take. So it can be yeah. 15, 30 and you set your timer for roughly what you think it's going to take. Exactly. So I think that's really important because, again, that helps you plan going forward. Mm. Um, as I said, lots of times. And lots for like for managers as well, it's a good technique to use because oftentimes we don't know how our staff are spending their day, mm. you know, or you might think people have more time than they actually have. So mm. it's just good to know how long the tasks take. Mm. And then on the other flip side of that, it's using it as a procrastination tool. So if I'm finding it hard to do a task that I use that, I think, right, OK, I'm going to do this for 15, 20 minutes. And then you find you're in the flow and you're, mm. it's easier to continue then as well. So the other thing about planning is, um, and you referred to it earlier on, is that it means that you don't have to make as many decisions. So your head isn't as busy. And also yeah. when you have things down in black and white, you don't have to worry about forgetting to do something either. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. That, and that's really, really important. Again, it goes it going back to your self-awareness and then, you know, feeding into the rest of your day. Because if you've forgotten to do something, then you're going to miss out on doing something else. Mm. And one thing as well, when you're noticing what tasks, uh, you know, you have to do every day or every week or every month, whatever it is, notice your energy levels as well, mm. because we're all different. Some people have more energy in the evening than they have in the morning. So by doing that, you can manage your tasks better. So say you have a difficult conversation with somebody. There's no point having it when you're down in the red. You want to have that when you're in the green, mm. a difficult task that's going to take a lot of headspace. You know, you want to do that when you've got more energy than not. And there may be then some of the tasks that don't have to, you don't, you're not using as much brain power, whatever it is, you can do them at the, at the towards the end of the day, wherever, wherever you are on that, on that level of where your energy is. Yeah. So you're personalizing your plan. Exactly. In every way. And exactly. um, so I obviously always talk to people about the four pillars of their health, you know, so that's yep. the relaxation and movement and nutrition and sleep so basically that can uh, if you have a weekly plan you know you, you, that is one way of measuring that you're giving priority to all four as well because exactly. you can see in black and white you know um what um what you know if you're actually if you maybe haven't put in any relaxation time at all or if you haven't um taken any exercise because the days exactly so fast exactly and then again, that becomes a habit because you have your you have your plan and unbeknownst to yourself over time, then you, you start to stick to it. Your brain doesn't have to think about it. Mm. And then you miss it then if you don't do it. Exactly. Great. So there's some really good tips there. Thank you so much. I think they're really, welcome. Um, obviously, you can apply them to your professional and your personal life. Um, so and, and actually taking a holistic view um, can help people in in every way in terms of their professional life as well you know exactly. focusing on on work too much can obviously leave people burnt out um and obviously then stress impacts their decisions when it comes to their health as well exactly um, yeah and so there is a there is another principle called the progress principle and what that states is that when you start to see yourself making progress it actually helps um your inner self as in your motivation you start to feel better 
and uh, by by default then you become more uh, productive yeah super that's brilliant Nick. thanks so much You're for sharing welcome. some tips with us okay then talk, okay, to, you talk to you later bye, bye. So today's store cupboard staple is a delicious and truly nutrient dense little fruit, blueberries. These have been known to protect against heart disease, cancer, and also help maintain bone strength, mental health, and healthy blood pressure, and also um, prevent diabetes. And of course, all of this is in the context of an overall healthy diet. So so what are these nutrients that blueberries contain? So first of all, they uh, contain a plant compound called anthocyanin. And this is a flavonoid, which is an antioxidant, a really powerful antioxidant. And it's the anthocyanin that gives blueberries their blue color. So and it has the the uh, the amazing health benefits as well. So first of all, to say if you can, of course, buy organic. It's always better to buy organic, but it's not always possible. So if you can't buy organic, you can wash them in a mixture of uh, ten parts water and one part um, apple cider vinegar. So that can help to to clean them well, and then obviously rinse them again. Um, store them dry, dry them off, and store them in in your fridge, and they'll they'll stay good for a few days. So in terms of the, the benefits that we've mentioned, um, we'll go back to say why, you know, how do they help our bones? So they contain iron, phosphorus, calcium, magnesium, manganese, zinc, and vitamin K. And all of these are components of our bone. So the iron and the zinc, for example, they are crucial in maintaining the strength and elasticity of our bones and our joints. And also, so we need adequate vitamin K to um, make sure that our calcium is absorbed up from our blood. Um, you know, so it, we, we often think that we just need calcium to keep our bones healthy, but we need some other vitamins and minerals to help that calcium um, work for us. So the vitamin K will help for the calcium to be uplifted into our bones and absorbed, you know, to reduce the risk of calcium loss. And of course, really important, you know, we don't want to develop osteoporosis um, as, we, as we get older. So uh, blueberries are good for skin health because they contain vitamin C and vitamin C helps to prevent uh, skin damage because it is um, it helps our collagen production and collagen has the ability to, you know, prevent wrinkles and enhance our skin's overall texture. So really anti-aging, which, of course, we're all interested in um, in terms of the diabetes that we mentioned. Um, of course, fruit and veg, blueberries aren't the only uh, fruit or vegetable to contain fiber. So making sure that you're getting enough fiber in the day is really important because fiber helps to slow down the absor uh, the release of glucose into our blood. So it helps to keep our blood sugar balanced, but also really important for our digestion. So having adequate fiber in our diet can help prevent constipation and make sure that we are regular. Um, we mentioned heart disease as well. So blueberries contain fiber and um, potassium, folate, vitamin C, vitamin B6, and their phytonutrients all support heart health. So the fiber um, helps to reduce the total amount of cholesterol in our, in our blood, which as we know, helps um, decrease the risk of heart disease. And vitamin B6 and folate, which is vitamin B9, they prevent the buildup of a compound known as homocysteine. An excessive buildup of homocysteine in the body can damage our blood vessels and that of course leads to heart problems. In terms of, you know, our um, preventing or 
supporting reducing the risk of um, cancer vitamin c and vitamin a and the phytonutrients in blueberries they are powerful antioxidants and that may help to protect protect our cells against damage from free radicals so um, antioxidants may also help decrease inflammation in the body in terms of our brain health, you know, and our mental health, um, there have been population-based studies which have shown that blueberries are connected to slower cognitive decline. So I'll, I'll put some links in, in the notes as well. And also um, maybe help improve our short-term memory and motor coordination. So there is a, an aggregate nutrient density index and this index rates foods based on their vitamin and mineral content and their phytochemical composition and you know how many antioxidants they have. So foods with the most nutrients per calorie, so that's nutrient density, they have the highest rankings and blueberry are among the top fruit and vegetables for nutrient density. So it's definitely worth um, making sure that you include them in your shopping trolley. Now you can obviously buy them frozen as well. I would recommend making sure um, if you can um, you know buy locally produced um, blueberries um, always you know wash them well if they're not organic and we can do so many things with them um, including obviously um, having them on our breakfast so for example I love them on my porridge or if I have an overnight oats I'll always have a handful of blueberries on that um, you can add them onto a salad you can also if you're having pancakes um, having any any dessert you know you can add some blueberries too I'll pop them into if I'm making a you know a fruit mixture for a crumble I can pop them into that but I also include some recipes I have blueberry muffins and also a blueberry uh, blueberry loaf uh, blueberry uh, bread as well so I'll pop some links to some recipes into the notes and um, as I say these are such a nutrient-dense little fruit um, even you know popping in them into smoothies there's so many ways that you can use them keep them handy make sure they're washed and ready to use and it's a really simple way to increase the nutrient density in your um in your meal plan thank you for listening to today's episode I just wanted to clarify that the podcast is for informational purposes only and does not substitute professional care from a doctor or trained health professional, nor does it constitute medical advice or services if you're in a, in a position to need either. However, if you find it interesting, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes or sign up for my newsletter on lincharkynutrition.ie.